Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. The metal The metal And now your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is the Metalist. Welcome everybody. Bienvenue <laughs> to the French Canadian homies. It's the Metalist podcast. I'm not even gonna try. Yeah. I'm David. I'm Jason. Still. Today we're gonna talk about some friends from uh, north of the border, up in Quebec. I guess Montreal specifically. We're talking about Despised Icon, Deathcore's finest. When did you first hear oh. them? Okay, let me phrase this. When were you first aware of them in any capacity? I guess just MySpace. Like, it was when The Ills of Modern Man came out, so 2007. Right. It was like right before I moved back to Idaho, though, because I had... Actually, you know what? I think it might have been when we first moved back. To Idaho was when I first heard them because I, that album hadn't been out very long before I went and saw them in Provo, Utah. But I mean, the only deathcore stuff I remember hearing while I still lived in San Diego was like All Shall Perish. I don't even think Suicide Silence's first album proper had come out yet. I think they were still on the demo f- on MySpace with the Family Guy clips. Yeah, yeah. and I think. Uh, Winds of Plague only had like that EP, Cold Day in Hell. You know, All Shop Paris was on Hate Mouse Revenge. Well, okay, so when we moved, like the price of existence had just barely come out. Like mm, that okay. was that was like the fucking for me, that was like the big new release was oh my god, the second All Shop Parish album. Like, okay, cool. But yeah, I don't remember like really listening to Suicide Silence much here, Winds of Plague. I, I mean I listened to it as Blood Runs Black for uh, like a little bit here, but like a lot of stuff really came to my attention more so when I moved back to Idaho. Like, because the whole time I was here, like, Metalcore was still, like, the big... It was still new. It was still the big thing. A lot of those bands were just getting to the point where they were like, Kill Switch Engage has to be getting noticed for how big they are. Yeah. All That Remains is starting to get noticed. You know, Unearth is starting to make waves. And, and you know, Shadows Fall had just released like their third album or second. I, mean, I can't remember which one it, they were on. Trivium had just come out. And like, it, it's so it was kind of like not in the rise, but in that plateau of like, boom, like, all right, cool. Like metalcore is a thing when, when deathcore kind of really came around for me anyway. And it was like, that's when I started to notice more of these bands because I, I mean, I think I actively started looking a little bit harder too. Like, right. But while I was here, I mean, it was all those other ones like we, that we talked about in the, in the MySpace Deathcore episode where it was like, it was a lot of those. But like Despised Icon for me wasn't in that group. I know that they were doing stuff. I've, I've seen the dates on their albums, but I'd never heard of them at that point. Like I never heard of them until I heard The Ills of Modern Man. I just came to a revelation this week, man. It was like, it's weird. I never really listened to this band a whole lot. I mean, I listened to The Ills of Modern Man like quite a bit. Like it was hard to come up with five that aren't just the first four fucking songs on Ills of Modern Man and something else. Like, because those first, a lot of mine. those first four songs to me are like the first four that really caught my ear and they're, and they're all fucking great. Like also in the same sense, like when I listen to Suicide Silence now, or I listen to even Winds of Plague or some of these other ones where it's like these ones I really loved when I first started to hear them. It's like, I don't know if it's like my death metal brain or something, but now when I was listening to Despised Icon, like, fuck, dude, I have such a ma- much higher pre- appreciation and love for this fucking band now than I did when I first fucking heard them. And, and one of the reasons is because, so they're either the simplest complex band or the most complex simple band I've ever fucking heard in my life. Well, phrased, yeah. 
if cephalic carnage is too spastic for you and too hard to listen to, and if like hate breed is too simple, it's go like li- the perfect right in between. Go listen to Despised Icon. Yeah, yeah. It's right up your fucking alley. It's, it's sure. a little bit of both. And just when it starts getting too spastic and it's getting on your nerves, bam, they go into like some really simple, groovy, hardcore style fucking thing. And and, and it's a nice break. So if that's your thing, man, go listen to this fucking band. Two. Number two revelation that I just could not even fucking believe. It just blew my fucking mind, dude. This band's drummer is fucking amazing. I figured like, that would come up at some point. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Alex Grind. He is so fucking badass. And then, so, I, so I'm like, okay. I'm listening to it. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. This guy is fucking Unreal. Like, he's mm-hmm. so fucking good. There's nothing he can't play, and there's nothing he doesn't play. Like, I mean, he plays, like, almost every style, uh, you know, within the album, let alone within their catalog. Like, yeah. But also, I go to the fucking Wikipedia page, because I'm like, well, what's this fucking guy's name? And I fucking go to Despise Icon, and it says right there, this band is very well known for their drummer, Alex Pelletier, or however you want to say his name, Pelletier, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, all right. I guess I'm... Just now noticing what clearly everybody else has noticed for years. The guy is fucking outstanding, man. Like, he's such a good drummer. I'll tell you right now, he's... I mean, if we're talking top... I don't know what we call it if we're going to do a top death metal drummer, death core drummer. Because they're kind of the same thing. Those two it's might Extreme drummer? Extreme drummer, yeah. I mean, he's got to be on, He's got to be on that list. Mm. The guy, I mean, fuck. He's well-renowned, but he's still underappreciated, in my opinion. Like, like he is kind of, if you want well, to yeah, call it that. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, I've never really... There's there's a reason I had to look his name up. And it's not, again, it's not like I'm looking at all the publications. I'm not on all the websites. But still, there are drummers that I know of. Like, I, I, I see friends of mine sharing their YouTube shit. Or, like, I see... I'm on a few Facebook groups now where I see, like, metalheads talking about metal things and metal people. And I, I've never seen this guy's name brought up yeah it might be because they're like a part-time band now it might not be, be it might be because like they never really crested that next level that you hear talked about a, a pete sandoval a fucking i wonder how much of it's just because like the band's not super popular i mean they're popular within that crowd it's just like to so without jumping ahead too far it seems like the big so they're gonna do a tour of the u.s later this year with kubla khan which is fucking perfect um and it seems like a lot of people are speculating because it's 10 years and because it's arguably their biggest album at least from sales wise and all that they're probably going to do an anniversary run for um day of mourning uh and that would be the closest that they got to kind of not moving away from deathcore but kind of just becoming like a more straight up death metal band closest they got to it uh and i think if they because you know they they broke up fucking like right after that, so if I, I think if they'd kept going without taking that break, uh, we might be singing a different story. But I do think you know that kind of changed the trajectory. I just a bit. mean like even within the fucking deathcore fucking thing, like I always feel like they were one of the ones that were kind of on that. Oh, compared to like your suicide silence. Well, yeah, because I mean it was yeah. like suicide silence. All shall perish. A lot of a lot of people, and it might just be the tours that they were doing. They were probably playing with higher profile bands, maybe, and where like. So like when when like Cannibal Corpse tours with like Slayer, right? Mm-hmm. Or Morbid Angel toured with Pantera, but like say like you know Immolation or or fucking uh, you know something like Vader or you know some of those they're not hitting those high profile tours. So that now what you end up with is like it's it's only a second tier, not in talent, but just a second tier as far as like popularity because there's just they haven't been exposed to that many people. Yeah. No, for sure. Because like, like if you look at all their early tours, it was with straight up death metal bands. They, they, I'm looking at so my or first other day, death core bands. Like well, when I saw them, that was a death core fucking tour. Like, absolutely, yeah. Was that the one mean? with? Um, it was Suicide Silence, Winds uh, of Plague, okay. uh, Despised Icon, and they were playing. They played, and uh, See You Next Tuesday. Nah. See You Next Tuesday opened. Then it was Despised Icon, Winds of Plague, and Suicide Silence closed it out. So even on that one, they were third. I mean, I'm not big on like. I mean, they all had equal time. So yeah. I'm not big on like, oh, well, they should have been opening up. They were better. No, I'm not saying that. But Suicide Silence, even then, was the bigger band. Did you say See You Next Tuesday opened? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at it, and it's listed different. But that just that was just the announcement. 2007, so that would have been when Ills of Modern Man was already out and when 
Cleansing by Suicide Silence must have like just come out. Cleansing and, had just come out. And fucking Winds of Plague had that one album out. So you're talking like peak my speed myspace deathcore at least as far as oh, like yeah, that dude. pinnacle of that right <laughs> yeah that those point. first bands like the only thing missing off that bill for me was like fucking all shall perish for sure and that was before i really was into uh Whitechapel. you know what i mean like Whitechapel still hadn't really i think yeah the following year with, they hadn't um, kicked in the door yet you know yeah. what i mean like because yeah the next year they really well, kicked is, in they the had the buzz door. right they had that myspace yeah. buzz and then came next year this is exile and then from there you know off to the races right uh, no, because I'm just looking at their tour trajectory, and yeah, in those days, it's like before that, it was, so the first time I heard of them was because Suffocation, so check out this tour, Suffocation, Cryptopsy, Aborted, and Despised, and Jesus. they only would have been a band for about three years at that point. <sighs> Why did I not go to that? Yeah, me, I'm saying the same thing. The player, they played. Oh, I mean, there's so much stuff, it's just like. Oh yeah, for sure, but so that was like, that's when I heard the name. And then later, uh, I'm watching Metal Injection because I followed Metal Injection pretty much from the beginning, and they 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 showcased a lot of bands that went on to do some pretty big stuff. Some that didn't, you know. Psyopus was fun, but they're not really doing like, much you know anymore. The total piss cutter, dude, is the fact that like, <laughs> wow, I like you that. have this fucking band like that's just, or you know, say a handful of bands. Mm-hmm. And they toured years before you actually were into them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know no, for I mean? sure. Because like, then it's like you can't even say, like, well, why didn't I go to that? Well, you know why you didn't go to it. You weren't into it. Yeah. And now you are into it, and you're like, fuck, why can't they do that again? And it's oh, like, yeah, it's for probably sure. not going to happen. Well, but- so so then, so I'm watching Metal Injection, and it's funny to go back because, like, I'm like, oh, this, they're, they're from Montreal, but this dude, Alex, is, like, English. He almost sounds American. And then going back, watching that same clip, I was like, holy shit, he had way more of an accent than I realized. But he obviously sounds (laughs) completely fluent now. He says he grew up watching um, American movies, and that's where he learned how to do that. But, like, like they're fucking young. And even watching that that DVD, Montreal Assault, they're crazy young. That was 10 years ago. The actual shoot was in 2008. So just like, whoa. But, like, so they were were doing a behind-the-scenes interview thing with Rob from Metal Injection. And then they showed the video for... um, the sunset will never charm us off the healing process. And that was the first time I'd heard anything like that. So, so for everything, and we talk about them more or less being the, the first definitive metal or deathcore band, nobody else sounds like them. Everybody, you know, that, that whole list we've gone down, it's pretty straightforward death metal with, with breakdowns despised, which we kind of also alluded to, but despised has so many fucking styles in one setting, you know? It's you got the grindy parts, you got legitimate hardcore parts with honest to God two steps and like somewhat of a punkier edge in some spots. They come from the tech death metal scene in, in Montreal, so they are technical as shit. And so nobody actually really did anything like what they did. And like even like the, the vocal dynamics, you know, like Steve did well, so Alex was coming from he he sounds a lot like a hardcore singer. He says he's coming from a mid-range. Uh Jason Netherton from Dying Fetus, formerly of Dying Fetus, Misery Index, mid-range death growl. And then Steve does everything else. He's got the lows, the highs, and the fucking ridiculous you know, pig squeals, man. The pig squeals. He was like the originator almost to a degree. I was just thinking like remember when pig squeals were everywhere, dude? And they were like, the thing. And now nobody does them except him. And maybe that's how it should be. Oh, no. You're mm-hmm. wrong. We went through this in the MySpace one, too. Dude, there's still tons of bands that do it. But they're not as prominent there's as There's even a was. whole culture on it. It's called Brie Culture, dude. Like, uh, li- dude, follow Luke Griffin on fucking Instagram. Yeah, but it's... it's but like it was, Within it's, Destruction, dude. Luke Griffin with Acrania. He does them in Human Error, dude. Like, the fucking... like. I mean, uh, dude... Volvodinia has them. Like a lot of bands have them. It's just you've never heard of those bands. That's yeah, the exactly. thing. Like it's it's not like it was with the MySpace but days. Dude, even even back in the MySpace days, we we said it before too. There wasn't a lot of bands that did it. There were yeah, a lot of deathcore bands that did it. There was like the brutal fucking like the brutal death guys, you know, used it a lot. Like, but there was, I mean, dude, Eddie Hermedia maybe did it one time ever. Like in on the Price of Existence, Johnny Plague never did it. Right. Yeah. You know, no, Lucker never true. did it. I thought he you know, did like, it like once on the EP. That, that Lucker one EP. might have done it like one time, but again, and it's one time. It, yeah. It's like 
Johnny Davy did it a couple times, like on on the fucking Doomy P. But like, I mean, Bozeman never did it. Yeah, not not the not the legit pig squeal. I mean, but there was like you know lower tier bands, and there was like a lot of the brutal death stuff that was using it, and it's still like that now. Like, there's still a lot of brutal death that has it in there. There's a ton of these new. This new crop of fucking deathcore bands with like Volvadinia, Within Destruction, dude, fucking Signs of the Swarm, all these fucking bands, like a lot of them have those, have that in there. And again, it's not all the time, but you know, even, I mean, maybe Despised Icon, maybe that dude did it more than anybody else, like more frequently. Yeah. But even then, I mean, I was listening to fucking Ills of Modern Man. It's not like it's, I, I remember it being more prominent and, and it's, it's not, it's just that when he does it, he doesn't just do it one time. Right. He, you know, he's like. I can't even fucking do it, but it's like a, it's like a fucking pre, 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 where it's like, instead of just pre, you know what I mean? Like, so he works it into like a, almost like a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that do that now. It's just that you just, you know, fuck, you've probably never heard of it because there's so many fucking bands and we have access to all of it. That is true. You know what I mean? And it just so happens that that's what I listen to probably the most is like the bands that are doing it. I mean, as far as I I can remember, like, I mean, I think even Dickie Allen does it with Infinite Annihilator a couple times on the album. So it's a whole thing. My my biggest thing with this band is like, unless you see them live, you might not know there's two different fucking singers because that's the thing with deathcore, man. They are so versatile. A lot of these fucking guys, they're doing their own backups. Yeah. You know, so they're laying their layering their vocals and whatnot. And so it's like, well, I mean, the guy can do highs and lows where like with a lot of the regular death metal bands, you know, they don't do any highs or if they do highs, they're shitty. Yeah. So, you know, so they don't, yeah. So they don't do them a lot. Right. You know, and then a lot of them, like I said, I mean, they, they you know, Frank Mullen doesn't do any highs. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just lows. Yep. So, like, it's super versatile fucking vocals. Well, if everybody's like that, then it's like, well, you don't know if there's two singers or not. Because, I mean, you could easily listen to Whitechapel, This Is Exile, and say, like, oh, there might be two singers. Mm-hmm. One's high, one's low. If you see them live, like, I mean, watching these two guys, you know, live is just it's fucking awesome like oh, yeah. they work really well like it's it's great they don't step on each other's toes and they do a lot of stabs like this discord oh, yeah stabs. that's the other thing like, that they do yeah thing. like but they're also like more so than probably like those other bands too is like they're i guess solos aside because they don't have a lot of solos the only one that i'm thinking of right now is now that um, i think about it, is there any solos it's it's um in, in the arms of perdition but that's the only one I can think of right now. Oh, yeah. There's probably some on they Days of Morning. They don't do a morning. whole lot of solos. I mean, okay, there's there may be some, but yeah. they don't do them a lot. They don't do them a lot. So, but solos aside, these guys are probably the most technical. Oh. Like they're super yeah. fucking technical. And the only way I could describe their sound because their sound is a lot different too. One thing that I've noticed that makes them sound different than anybody else's, and it's really hard to explain, but they sound empty. So they don't have a lot of ringing guitars. The guitars generally like they don't have a lot of times you'll have like your right guitar doing a thing and your left guitar doing a thing and they usually drop one down the middle to thicken it up yeah these guys don't do that a lot or if they do they just they mix it in a way where it's like it sounds empty or like open there's a lot of space in these guys stuff and yeah and they you know they do have it makes it so when they do have something ringing it has an impact also does it so when they do something super staccato it has an impact because all of a sudden it's just like there's nothing there and they are super clean like production super clean playing like it's incredible dude like i've never really i've always thought like the guitar players are really good mm-hmm. because they do a lot of those fucking discordant fucking things and i know like man sometimes dude like i don't know i was never the best guitar player but that shit is not easy to play like you know especially when you're hitting these fucking really quick stabs and you're trying to get it to fucking be quiet you know you want it to be clean or whatever it's not the easiest thing to play and so like i've always thought the guitar players were super good like but Again, I, I I didn't notice till now like just how good this fucking drummer is like, and he's a lot of their sound, and he's a lot of the reasons why they can be empty because he he fucking takes up a lot of space. Oh yeah, but they're not overly bassy. You know, the bass doesn't have a huge sound on it. I don't yeah. know who their bass player is. Well, but so I've never seen much about him. Their original bass player Sebastian is now the bass player again, but uh, between those that- stints. He had they they had a guy uh, Max who's now the bassist of Black Dahlia. And he's also in a new band called Serpents of Gnosis with most of Job for a Cowboy, including former Despised Icon guitar player Al Glassman. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't one of their guys go on to play for a job for a cowboy? Like, yeah, I it mean, was like right as job for a cowboy was peaking too. Huh, yeah, I mean that they're, they're just they are very different sounding. But I, I mean, I guess that's the cool thing. Like we t- we 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 kind of touched on this in that MySpace episode. The fact that like a lot of those first deathcore bands. Because they were inventing it, mm-hmm. a la the big four in death metal, the big four thrash, the same kind of thing. They they all do the same thing or a similar thing. On paper. But they all sound different. Yeah. And it's because you don't have the genre to be influenced by. You are influenced by other things to invent the genre. Exactly. You know, and so now... When a lot of people say, like, oh, well, you know, here's a big thing. Like, a lot of people complain, like, oh, all this deathcore shit sounds the same. Well, guess what? So does fucking death metal. Mm -hmm. So does fucking hair metal. So does fucking thrash. Listen to fucking any thrash band now. Listen to Warbringer. Tell me something they're doing different than Metallica did. Mm -hmm. Like, tell me they're doing something different than fucking Testament did. It's not that different. It's just different production or they sound newer, like that sort of thing. But, dude, the shit they're actually playing, it's not that different. Like, the reason it sounds the same is because that's what the definition of the genre of genre is it has to sound like that or it's not thrash anymore and people oh well why can't you just make music of course but what's wrong with fucking saying i like thrash i want to play in a thrash band Mm -hmm. you can have the cake and eat it too yeah dude fuck (laughs) i mean the era of invention is almost over you know because you are getting to the point where i mean unless someone starts making a new fucking instrument but how many fucking sounds can your ear fucking stand? Right. Dubstep was a new fucking thing, and most people couldn't st- stand it because they didn't like the way it sounded. Mm-hmm. So there's not probably not a lot of places you're going to go with it. So, yeah, it's like, okay, fine. A lot of deathcore fucking bands now sound, you know, they sound like, you know, but yeah, because they're a deathcore fucking band where these bands were influenced by deathcore. They invented deathcore. They were honest to God (laughs) influenced by death metal and hardcore. They do have the fucking luxury, I guess, or the, I don't know what you call it, the luck, I guess, of being one of the first ones. But at the same time, just because you're one of the first ones too, I mean, I'll just say it right now, doesn't mean you're the best one. No. So these guys have been, I mean, fuck, dude, they've... You said it before, like they were the OGs. Like I mean, they've got to be like one of the first. And of course, bands play for a long time before they get their record deal. I get that, but I mean, as far as like first albums come out goes, they're right there at the start of it. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, so the first record came out in 2002. The band had their full lineup in 2002, but according to that documentary, they started writing in 2000. It was uh, between Alex and Eric because Alex started out as the drummer while he was in Naraxis at the same time. So I mean, they were around before a lot of shit. They were around before the uh, the metalcore boom in like two thousand two. That's before. That's I mean, yeah, that's pre Kill Switch Engage, pre fucking perseverance. H it's, it's, breed. That's like that's I mean, that's fucking yeah. that's fucking corn shit right there. That's Limp yeah. Biscuit era. Like, yep. and these guys are doing this. And listen to that first album, man. Like, it's weird. I'm yes. not. I'm not a super big fan of it. Yeah, but like, it's grindy. Mm-hmm. It's spastic. It's a lot it's, more slammy. It's not. It's not solid deathcore yet. That that's why the uh, the old singer Marie Marie shit whatever. Eh, now let's do the Dale Legends here. I think it's Marie. Let's see. Yeah, Marie. Okay, the, that's why she ended up quitting. Uh, in addition, she was migrating to Norway or something like that. She ended up quitting because she didn't like the uh, direction they were going in, which was something different. They they started out coming out of the the Montreal death metal sound uh, and event you know and they were like well I mean like we've all been doing this in other bands why don't we try something different and that's where the hardcore influence came into a little more prominence than just being you know slam which is already hardcore influence they just took it the next step which had not really been done before and created their own lane but no so consumed by your poisons fun but you know they really 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 become despised on healing process when Alex is moved to vocals and then other Alex Alex grind is on is on drums and like that's when they and I mean if you want to get really technical even though that's where I came in was healing process and you know um they really hit their stride on Ills of Modern Man all the albums are different from each other I just realized that wow okay 
Interesting. <laughs> so it's cool. Consumed by your poison is them like kind of be, just being an extension of like a little maybe slammier version of like what's already happened. It's in, so weird. Um, I don't think I noticed much of the slam stuff. I noticed what well, I noticed. Okay, so I probably noticed what I don't like. I, I noticed like the mathy spastic type shit a little bit more. Yeah. Honestly, man, I didn't even know that was a girl singing. Oh, dude, she's she's lower than I, Steve. I legit thought it was fucking Alex. Oh, you thought that was yeah yeah yeah. yeah. He was he was him I, drumming yeah. I mean, I know that he used to drum. But I, I, I just saw all that happen before they actually recorded. So, like, oh, I no. didn't realize that well, that was him. And I thought, like, wow, he really... Because there's a lot of guys that really come into their own as far as, like, it's even vocally where it's like, oh, well, this is how I'm screaming now. And it's like, oh, wow, like, I'm not that... You know, it's like, oh, well, he might not be that great at it. And then all of a sudden, by the second album, you know, you go on a tour or something else. It's like, okay, now I'm really... yeah. Like, I got my screams down. But yeah, now that you said it was a girl... Okay, it makes sense, because when I was listening to it, I was like, wow, this is like a really strange... Well, it reminded me of Walls of Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, yeah. you could tell she's a girl... Like, you could tell she's a, a female. Yeah. And there's just a certain sound. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? more traditional, brutal death metal vocals. Um, but so here's the other kick, is when they re-released that through Century Media, however many years later, uh, they re-recorded... The first two songs, which are probably the most well known, with the modern lineup. So there are versions with Alex huh. singing on it and other Alex playing drums, and those are really good. They will come up again later. But it's interesting to think from there, like they st- still kind of stayed local in in Quebec, and then they ventured into Ontario, and it took them three out or I guess two and a half years to, you know, get back together and do healing process. So whereas Consumed by Your Poison is definitely a byproduct of them being from Quebec and all the you know, techie death metal stuff there. Healing process is where they start to become their own thing, but it's still kind of disjointed. Ill's a Modern Man is where they really hit their stride with that, I think, and it's a little more put together. Uh, Day of Mourning is where they consciously go, okay, we don't want to really be part of deathcore, so we're taking out the pig squeals, we're not putting as much of an emphasis on the breakdowns, and there's actually a little bit of melody in there that I really didn't appreciate till I revisited it this week. And it's the only one to ch- or chart... In the Billboard Top 200, seems I fucking without spoiling too much, their biggest song is on this record apparently. Dude, their biggest song MVP is on this fucking. Well, their most played song on Spotify is MVP, and it's on this fucking album, and that has a massive fucking breakdown. It's got like three breakdowns in it. Yeah, but it's not like as emphasized as before, and they're not like traditionally moshy breakdowns like they were doing well, before. Well, no, but they're the slower style fucking breakdown that you know has been taken to the nth degree now, but. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean I didn't hear anything less fucking breakdown y on it. I heard like a lot less fucking like the the spastic y mathness of it. Like Yeah, it's it's super streamlined. It's it's like super it's yeah, it's but cohesive I mean, if you, as hell. again, if you listen to Eels a Modern Man too, and you listen to, I mean, that's fucking crazy. To me, that's just as crazy as the one right before it, except yep. What I noticed the difference is is the production is like head and shoulders above that. Like you listen um, to Ills of Modern Man, then you listen to the album before it. Oh yeah, dude. Like Well, you know what? It's, it's not even the production. Fucking well, night and day, dude. The fucking sound of those two albums, like the like the the sound of the album. Not yeah. like what they're playing. Because they're not playing that much different as stuff. No. Those two are really close together with like the stuff that they're playing. Yeah. And it's like one sounds if you listen to just the album before, I can't remember the, the name of it. Like it's Which one? The one before Hills of Modern Man. Oh, uh, Healing Process. Yeah, if you listen to the Healing Process just on its own, it's like it Oops. sounds fine. Yeah. yeah. You listen to Ills of Modern Man. If you listen to Ills of Modern Man before you listen to Healing Process, it sounds like a fucking demo compared to that. Yeah, like, it's, it and it still sounds great. Like it just sounds like a fucking demo. Like you're like, yep. Jesus. Well, the thing is, everything they've ever done has been produced by their <laughs> former guitarist, now rejoined as um samples guy, Yannick. But what it is is they had different mixers on everything, right? So Sneep, dude. Yeah, it was a modern man done by Sneep. I mean, fucking consummate metal mixer guy, producer, whatever you want to call him. Fucking touring member of Judas Priest now. Um, (laughs) Everything studio. The guy's a he's a beast, dude, and he made that album sound fucking immaculate. Yeah, I didn't realize the on the on that Montreal Assault DVD. There is footage of them mixing with Andy Sneep. I it was Eric, their guitarist, and. Oh, and Yannick. I didn't, I didn't know it was Sneep until today, and we even did a fucking goddamn episode on producers, and I still don't remember us mentioning, or, or maybe it was quickly mentioned, yeah. Nails a Modern Man. Like, oh, well, so that was the big trip, is he apparently he really likes them because it's so different from anything he usually does, and apparently he loves the pig squeals. 
Day of Mourning was mixed by Andreas Magnuson, who's the drummer of Scarlet. Uh, but you know, he's a, I think he's more known for his production. He did Miasma by Black Dahlia, but, uh, Beast, um, Sneep came back and had a hand in that and it shows, dude, Beast sounds fucking fantastic. So I think that's cool. But it, it, it was a night, you know, a night and day kind of thing. I definitely, having not heard these albums in a while, when I, when I went back and forth between Healing Process and Ills of Modern Man, I was like, oh yeah, that's a... That's a sizable jump there in, in hindsight. Oh, yeah, dude. It's like listening to No Time to Bleed and then listening to Cleansing. It's a completely different sound. Mm, like, yeah. Or go listen to Awaken the Dreamers and then go listen to Price of Existence. Awaken the Dreamers is totally different sound. It's so compressed where the Price of Existence is just fucking in your face, like, holy fuck, deathcore. Like, yeah. it's... Uh, it, ha- it happens with a lot of bands. And it's at some point, man, you get... I guess I mean, you just have more money for production. That really professional sound. Yep. And you can get a kick-ass at-home sound. Or back then, you can get a kick-ass demo sound. That was really when demos really started to sound really fucking good. Yeah. They're working on a new album. Looking forward to that. Presumably on Nuclear Blast again. Presumably... Nice. Presumably produced by Yannick again. So that's the thing, is they'd always been a six-piece up until they got back together. Now they're seven with with Yannick back in the group as a as a quote unquote samples guy, um, want to get into the list? Unless you had any other thoughts on the matter? No, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, the list. You want to start time. it off, or should I? Um, I could start it off. I mean, I don't have a ton of honorable mentions just because like they're definitely not a, a band I know all the ins and outs. So. Okay, I'll say this too, man. I do get. We, I might, we might have to have the spots where we like listen a little bit because like. I do get some of the parts mixed up a lot with this band, and I, I just figured out. it out. The bands I do this with are bands that, like, they're one of those bands that can just kind of go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. If it's a band like that, and they can go anywhere, you get these parts stuck in your head, and you're like, oh, well, it's like, if you're listening to some, like, hate breed, and you get this part stuck in your head, it's like, well, they wouldn't go from this to this. True. They're yeah. not that kind of a band. Yeah. We're like, this band could do anything. So it's like, yeah, I mean, why yeah. wouldn't this part go in with this other song? So it's like, well, you know. On the I mean, so when I say it's like I get parts mixed up, it's not because all their stuff sounds the same. It's because they could literally, they're just the type of band that could just, they have so many different styles and stuff within yeah. the same song that they could just kind of go anywhere. An honorable mention, I'll throw down an honorable mention. That's just like the first four songs on the Hills of Modern Man. Yeah, like, there you go. They're, they're, they're fucking, they're great. Some of them will come up, but no, my number five is The Aftermath. Okay. Um, number, this is track one on Beast. Kind of just a straightforward hardcore song. I mean, it's, this is one that's not super technical. Yeah, this is this is on my honorable mentions. It's it's it, Like you said, it is straight. It, that, that was one thing that they did on the Beast album that I think was pretty cool, was just taking the most direct direction. It was like... Kind of what I said before, where they're all pretty different to each other. It's like they they took everything they did before on those first four albums and then added some more elements and kind of streamlined everything. Uh, and aftermath and bad vibes, which is another honorable mention. Dude, it's not as spastic. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 very focused comparatively, but it's not like super straightforward either. It's just it's slightly more focused than their previous stuff. You know, like. It's the most straight-ahead album to have. Yeah. Not a bad idea for, like, a comeback album either. I mean, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if the new album is more like the older stuff. Just because, like, okay, we're, you know, we've reintroduced ourselves. Yeah. You know, and now we can go back to... Also, though, I I, I can also see if they stay with the straight-ahead style just because, like, we already did that other stuff. And, you know, and, it, and it's never the same thing twice it, in a row. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it might be, you know, maybe it's just a thing that they, oh, you know what? Let's do something different. Let's be more straight ahead. And like I said, I mean, they're still, they're still technical. They're still what they were. Like, it's just all the stuff that they did before that had like those straight ahead parts. It's, you know, with the percentage swapped. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, kick ass. You know, like, I mean, it's almost like one huge breakdown, but I mean, it's just a kick ass, straightforward fucking hardcore song with death metal vocals and lots of gang vocals and shit. Yeah, you know what? You know what got me? And that this is why I thought this was a song off of uh, Ills of Modern Man is that is the the vocal patterns they're doing on there. It was just when I listened back to it, I was like, oh, this is off Beast. Okay. It's just something I thought I'd heard before, <laughs> but like, 
It's infectious as hell, and that's yeah. awesome. The aftermath. I think you forget a lot, you know, after going back and listening, like how many just memorable parts there are. Something that kind of little earworms, you know, like they're they're deceivingly good at that shit, and and props on them. Oh yeah, man, a lot of shit. There's like you don't think it's gonna stick in your head, and then it does. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> good on them, man. Uh, let's see, you're number five. A uh, couple quick. I thought I was literally gonna only have. One honorable mention, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, fuck, what about this song? Fuck, what about this song? Uh, so I want to shout out the, I would say, bigger song off of um, Consumed by Your Poison. I don't know what it is. It's something in French. So whatever the second song is that starts with a P, it looks like Poison Rat. Maybe that's what it is. Again, both versions, the the original and the ones that they redid with Alex on vocals, awesome. Silver Plated Advocate, I think it's called, off of Healing Process. I think it's the second song. I heard it on a sampler from Century Media back when those were a thing. Awesome. Quarantine, off of Ills of Modern Man, dude. That's fucking awesome. It's just oh, yeah. running in. It was the gnarly grinding parts and then the... Yeah, and that's then the a really breakdowns, good like, dude, it's just good. And then the actual song, Ills of Modern Man. Uh, and then I mentioned Bad Vibes. Bad Vibes is just good fun. So my number five, I'm going with The Sunset Will Never Charm Us because I remember that summer of 2005 or whatever it was, seeing that video. And just, like, it starts with when – you remember when Meshuggah was a lot more frantic and disjointed at times and just kind of hitting you from all over? It reminded me a lot of that, like, kind of, like, chaos fear Meshuggah, like, like the really gnarly parts of that. And then just the the different parts they go into it with that. This is your number five? This is my number five, yeah. This is my number four. Ah, oh, there you go. Perfect. Um, just like the different places they go. That That's a good example to me of like all the different places they can go within one song. Hitting you right from the beginning with that weird... Like, you know. It reminds... Dude, it almost reminds me of... It's got like a Soulfly vibe to it. When it dude, yeah, when it gets into that... When they had the big, op- yeah, yeah, big open guitar, like that yeah. totally reminds me of Soulfly. I was like, Absolutely, fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Like, not saying that's why. It's just... Because they don't have anything else that would sound like that. There's nothing else these guys do that would remind me of Soulfly. For sure. You know what I mean? It's that, just that, another that. fucking style they throw in. You're like, yeah. fuck, man. Like, these guys just can literally go anywhere yeah, and do man. anything they wanted to do. That you know? single string, just dang it. Yeah, dude. Oh, it's <laughs> sick as fuck, dude. It's hard as fuck, too. Yeah. Like, you're just like, damn, dude, this shit's just fucking grimy. Yeah. I love it, dude. And then bringing it in at the end, slowing it down even more yeah. for that last big one, dude. It's, it's so good, dude. Like, I fucking love it. Absolutely. All right. Well, now we're on to your number four, because I just said mine, the sunset will never charm us. Mm-hmm. So, on that motif, same album, I'm going with Immaculate. If for no other reason than just the way it starts, where he just is that okay? It's the song after Silver Plated Advocate, okay, but it's it's song number three. Uh, he just starts in with the single vocal thing, and then it just starts with that very moshy riff, and just that kind of carries the whole song through. All right, hold is on. Is that gonna be one of them? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely bring in mosh on that one oh, for yeah. sure. Like that's just hardcore of hardcore, like mm-hmm. for sure. And you know what's interesting is like when Alex started Obey the Brave, which I also love. Uh, same. And probably we'll get their own episode soon in the future. I noticed that he kind of started having the same approach, right, And when they, when they started out. And it seems like in recent times, he's kind of developed his own more traditional hardcore thing for Obey the Brave than... Because than, like, listening back, I was like, oh, he's always done the same throughout, throughout his career. And then I listened back, I was like, nope. He brings it way more brutal for Despised. Off topic, but is he singing on Obey the Brave? Yes. That's him singing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I like that, that he has, like, the side projects actually different than... Because, well, like, even even live, like... Like, yeah. you're doing something different than you would do in your normal band. Because, yeah. to me, it's like, well, then just, like, I don't know. It's like when they did uh, Times of Grace, and you're like, why didn't you well, just Well, yeah, because, I mean, it yeah. just sounds... I mean, dude, that shit could be Kill Switch Engaged, too. I mean, yeah, but, like, that's the idea, is moving forward, Times of Grace is just going to be the more ethereal, post metally elements, and then the actual stuff that sounds like Kill Switch will just be Kill Switch, which apparently they have 17 songs recorded for that new album. Have fun whittling that down. But, like, like... He doesn't do this on the records, at least I haven't heard it done yet, but on Obey the Brave, he's doing like this kind of madball-ish kind of approach now. I guess he kind of does do it on the records. Uh, but he's keeping it straight brutal for Despised, and like like going back revisiting, I was just like, oh, yeah, he's really he's really good at both, man. Good on him. Uh, and he sounds good doing the singing parts live, too, which was a pleasant surprise. Like, fuck, I hope they come back here sometime soon, man. 
And I hope Despise does on this next round too, but I'll go to Anaheim or Pomona or whatever. Oh, same here, man. Like I, I wouldn't mind seeing Despise icon again. Yeah. With Kubla Khan, no less. That's a fucking perfect match yeah, right be there. Cool, man. I wouldn't mind seeing that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I mean, not like I'm the biggest Kubla Khan fan, but I mean, I'm, I'm aware of who they are and what they've done. Like that would be pretty fucking sweet. Oh yeah, they're good times. How about you? Oh man, this one used to be my number one. Oh, okay. just because I think this is probably the one I've heard the most. Uh, in the arms of perdition. Mm, there you go. That big empty breakdown, dude, at the end. Yeah. That that's yeah. a pretty good summary. <laughs> yeah. I and, and, and I started thinking about what you said. The more I, uh, the more I listened to that song, I was just like, yeah, man, that's true. There is points where it's literally just the vocals and the drums. Yeah, dude, it's so <laughs> sick. Like I love the way that fucking sounds, man. Yeah. It's so fucking cool sounding. Like, Absolutely. And at the, especially at the time, I mean, I've that was right about the time I started hearing these kind of like these big spaced out empty fucking breakdowns and it was just like jesus dude like but this was the first one of those i'd ever heard and it was just like fuck dude it's so fucking awesome sounding and i also noticed too man like especially with the song i mean so there's something weird like i mean i've got a couple of things on like the dementia album that i was on uh that I pretty much wrote i mean i pretty much wrote the entire thing like um i think every riff on there was mine and there's a couple things because we use some of the dissonant fucking, you know, those dissonant fucking spaz chords and stuff. Like I used some of those in spots that was clearly, I mean, I, re- I remember telling those guys, this is a la fucking despised icon. Um, there was another part, which when we get to my, to my number one, you know, there was another spot where I had, you know, my drummer doing a particular thing because it was, it was despised icon. But one of the other things too was like. These guys, especially with this song, I mean, it's like a double breakdown. Yeah. You know, they have the fucking thing, and then there's... And then it goes... They go back to it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, and I just realized, like, on that Dementia album in my car, and I was like, damn, there's, like, three fucking spots on this album, dude, where we do, like, a double breakdown. So you hit your breakdown, you have this little fucking break in the breakdown, and then you go back to the fucking breakdown. Like, I've always been a big fan of that. I've always been a big fan of long breakdowns, too, man. I mean, I of course, you know, you have the little four-bar thing's fucking cool, too, but, like, the longer ones are cool, especially if the singer's singing something over top of it, and it's not just, you know... Just the, that, yeah. Yeah, just the music or whatever. The I call them backwards chords. That's what they sound like, you know? I mean, the, the fucking... The fast shit in here that's you know this one's kind of stabby also i mean you'll get like you can listen to this song and pretty much know exactly what despised icons about like pretty much on all fucking on all fronts uh just a fucking super solid tune again it's on their to me their best album but also like their best sounding album mm-hmm. it, it just sounds incredible man like um again you know andy sneep whoever produced it whatever it's fucking wonderful absolutely you know, like and when they played it live too it's fuck it was great yep. <laughs> i was just like damn dude i, I was like yes they're actually playing it yeah the last time i saw them they closed with it at shay i mean i think it's yeah, one shay. of their bigger songs absolutely if, yeah. if i remember the spotify thing so yep absolutely on to you number three number three <clears throat> i'm going with bulletproof scales the opening track Ooh. off healing process i know these last three are from healing process i really like that record um just starts with a pretty not frantic, not compared to some of the other stuff, but it's blasting. And then it's, it's, this one right here is about the breakdown, dude. It's not your chug, chug, chug. It's, it's a straight mosh riff, dude. It's kind of a slam riff almost. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the last time I saw them in, fuck me, 2009, February 2009, Chain Reaction. They did play it. I'm trying to remember what they did and didn't play. The first time I saw them, Picture this, 2006, so they would have been touring healing process. Their first of them, First Blood, Exodus, Napalm Death, Black Dahlia, Murder, Hate Breed. God. That's a fucking tour right there, dude. God. And they, they, that would have been when they were brand new, right? So they had to have played a majority healing process stuff, maybe stuff off of Consumed by Your Poison, but just, I do really enjoy that record. And um, yeah, it would be my favorite if it wasn't for Ills of Modern Man, just because Ills of Modern Man is so sick. Um, but dude, yeah, what a great way to start that album off, Bulletproof Scales. Dude, it's awesome because it always reminds me of Bulletproof Scales. Always reminds me of like a Ghostface Killer album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's because Ghostface Killer has an album called Bulletproof Wallets. Yeah, there you go. But he also has an album called Fish Scale. 
Uh, so yeah, you know, so it's yeah. like okay, but it it reminded it's every time I I see that fucking song or hear it, I automatically just fucking think of like Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang Clan. Hey, fair like, enough. I mean, <laughs> hey, they got that hip hop kind of aesthetic influence, right? Oh yeah, for and, sure. But like, like that's that's the thing is like the song names and the lyrics, like like just you're looking at this going, man. And their second language is English. You know what I mean? That's that's admirable. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, this song. This is one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite ones, man. I I always like this one. Yeah, it's well, I'd say probably the two. I mean, it would probably be in the top ten of their songs. I'm sure it would be in the top, probably in the top eight. I I always like the jam, and again, yeah, that breakdown, like fuck. Yeah, absolutely. So good, dude. Ah, shit, there was something I was gonna say about them. I want to hear it. Second language, yeah, dude. So you're down for the fucking cha 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 cha. That's a memorable ass part. I actually like the part before that where the fucking is double bass city, dude, and it's the fucking goddamn dying fetus part, man. Well, all that stuff before that's great, too. That is a dying fetus breakdown. That's what that is. Oh, yeah, dude, big time. Their biggest influence, arguably, as much as they're from... Montreal is fucking dying fetus, even down to the uh, the dual vocal dynamic. Like like they straight yeah, up say, true. that's where it comes from. And uh, and you know I gotta I gotta shout out Eric on other vocals too. Like like you see he's got his own mic on his side of the stage too. I don't know what it is he's doing. I haven't really seen that part, but he he gets in there too. So, so. three vocal dudes, very nice. Yeah, it's just a sick song. And I'm looking at their most recent set list, and they still play it. So I'm play I'm happy nice. to see that too. Uh, how about you? What are we doing next? Okay, so my number... What are we on? Two. Oh. Yep. Yeah, number two. Diva of Disgust. Which one's that off of? It's off of Day of Morning. Ah, okay. We'll listen to it real quick. Dude! Mm Mm-hmm. So, again, the drums, right? He's back in that... But it's like more like... Machine gun shit. So it's Triplet City. Yep. The fucking start, they just slam right into a fucking two step shit, mm-hmm. which is just awesome. And then it goes right into this fucking kick ass. Like I've noticed they do it a couple times too in other songs. I think they do it in. Um, damn it, I can't remember the name. But they got the yeah. and they have like this whammy dive almost, or like maybe it's a slide down on a chord or something. Yeah, I can't remember. There's a song on Healing Process that has a kind of a you know, you know, and it has this dive like, and it's just fucking really catchy. It's it, it's memorable. Like not so much catchy. It's just you remember when a when a riff does that because yeah, most people you know as, as prominent as whammy bars are. A lot of people don't use it. Like, they don't do that as part of the riff. Like, so, uh, it's really fucking cool. They have the other part where it's like, he's got the fucking, like, with the fucking snare, like, where most people would probably reverse that, and they'd have the fucking kick drum city going underneath it. Yeah. You know, and then have the fucking, with the fucking hands. He actually reverses it, and he's doing, like, almost the paradiddle on the fucking kick drums. I know, I just use a. $12 word but he's also it's it's fucking double snare city like yeah it's awesome dude like again I just can't even express I feel you <laughs> the fucking love I had on this massive revisit of this fucking drummer dude mm-hmm. god damn it I mean in, you know what dude it's gonna come up in my number one song too mm-hmm. so get ready for it what's your number two real quick I guess on that note the only guy we haven't talked about is the guitarist they have right now Ben so shout out Ben because we were just talking about a song uh, he was on guitar player poor bass player yeah the uh, well, it's funny the he he's now also the touring uh, bassist for Obey the Brave, so he's doing double duty with good Sir Alex. Fuck, why not, man? Like, yep. especially when Obey the Brave or when Despised can't tour because Alex is already doing something. Yeah. Oh, um. Shit. So my number two, something we already brought up, Arms of Perdition. That was a landmark when when it first came out, dude. It was just like okay, they're they're taking the level and they're and they're fucking raising the bar, man. They, that's just. It's a consummate song. And again, the video is pretty straightforward, but it's just fun watching them play freezing their ass off. And <clears throat> I mean, shit, man, they might have treated that thing just to make it look extra cold than it actually was. But, <laughs> but they probably I, did. I but, hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, instead of them actually out there freezing their fucking nuts off. Yeah. But I mean, also, there's probably not a good way to make it look real, mm-hmm. you know, unless you really are freezing your fucking ass off. So. 
And who I mean, knows? That's probably the whole point. It's just like, hey, man, don't forget, we're from Canada. It gets cold up oh, here, well, eh? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're probably, probably what would be fucking killing us is probably not that big of a deal for them. True. But they're there, like, they're wearing, like, the heavy jackets and, like, 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 like it's, just one step shy of parkas. It'd be better if they. Dude, I actually parkas thought this was going to be your number one, dude. Like Mm-mm. now, I'm really kind of curious what your number one is. I'm kind of curious what yours is too. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's the same thing. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Fuck it. What's your number one? My, my number one is the ills of modern man. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. 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 All <laughs> the right. The title track from the album. All you got to do is listen to the fucking drums in the chorus. Yeah, absolutely. Listen to the drums in the chorus. <laughs> the fucking yep. ting 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 ting. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk about an ear? Yeah, and then he's got the fucking part where it's just, it's a blast beat, but there's no kicks on it. It's just fucking, it's just snare blast city. Like, there's no kicks underneath it. Like, the shit he does in the fucking chorus of the song is just, it makes the whole thing, dude. I don't know if you want to call it a drummer showcase, but most of the time you hear something, it's like, oh, man, the fucking guitar player is just fucking doing, like, the gnarliest shit. Like, that shit I showed you earlier with Rings of Saturn, where it's like, no one would think to do that. Like, Or if they did think to do it, they wouldn't think to put it on the album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's it's like, oh, you know, kind of like, oh, hey, I could do this, but, you know, okay, cool. Can you make it into a song? Yeah. Can you somehow yeah. work that thing into a fucking song? Isn't that the whole purpose of, or not purpose, <clears throat> but isn't that the whole thing with technical... Death metal well, especially. it's not even technical death metal. It's just like that's just the whole fucking concept of innovation. It, yeah. Because it, it's it's like uh, you know, listen to that fucking part in in the still of the night. Yeah. Sounds like a fucking almost like a cello or something. I I think it's a guitar being played with a bow, a la Jimmy Page, right? So at least I I've always thought that's that's what it was. But, I mean, I learned how to play the part on the guitar. You could play it normally, but they don't play it normally. They play it in a different way. And it's like, okay, cool. It might have been something they're fucking around with in their off time. And it's like, oh, check out this thing I could do. Can you work it into a song and have it make sense? And it's like, this is the same thing. This fucking drummer is playing guitar shit on his drums. Yeah. And it's just like fucking unreal dude yep. like it is so fucking cool and this song was always in my top five it was never my number one but i mean there's a fucking part in a song that dimension did the part i mentioned earlier it's a fucking what i wanted was there's a fucking part where it's like i wanted the bell ting 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 because of this song Nice. I even played the song for my drummer so I could show him, like, this is what I'm looking for right here. You know, so not just hit your whole ride, just that fucking bell. Now, granted, we couldn't get it as dead as that because I mean, he might have just had, like, one of those things where it's just the fucking bell. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I've seen. So they're dead. They don't ring at all. Like, yeah. you know, it just sounds a little bit fucking cool. Like, it sounds awesome on here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what they had, you know, they probably had to bump it up. <laughs> oh, just like all the little fuck. tricks that they do to do all that. You like know, I was, because he also hits the, you know, like on his snare on the sorry on the hi hat too. Yeah, these little accent things that he's doing with this other thing, and it's just like Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Like it's I could listen to it over and over. Like it's so fucking kick ass, dude. If you're a fuck, especially if you're a drummer or a fan of drums, fuck man, you have to listen to this song. I think um, on the DVD because I didn't watch like every special feature, even though I watched a lot. Uh, there is uh, an angle of him playing this song where it's just him. It's just one camera on him the whole time from like maybe behind so you can see what he's doing. And then if not, I just discovered yesterday he has his own, he's had his own YouTube page for a while where it's just him. So I'm going to, I'm going to, well, see, I really like the idea of like playing a lot without overplaying. Yeah. And I also like the idea of a drummer, like playing a fucking song, not just playing a beat for a song. Yeah. I, or or not just there to keep time. You know, as much as I love that too. There's a place for it. Shout out ACDC's drummer. Every all of them. Yeah. Every single one of them. I don't even know who it is right now. Is it Phil Rudd or whatever? Oh, that's who it used to be. That was back in the day and there was that um the, there was the thunderstruck bald guy for a little while. I mean, that's fine too, because that's a big deal. Like if, you know, you have to keep the time. Otherwise, you know, shit gets weird and there's plenty of drummers that kind of, you know, fluctuate a little bit and it gets weird. But listening to a drummer that can fucking like really play a, like play a riff on your drums. Like it's, I'm sure plenty of drummers could do it. They just don't. Maybe your band doesn't let you do it. Like, I don't know. But man, these guys let this dude 
do what he needs to do. And it fucking, not only does it work, not only does it serve the fucking song well, it fucking sounds incredible. Like, it's so cool because because you don't hear a lot of drummers doing that. that I mean, that's true. one thing I really love about death metal. But even then, a lot of times, man, you'll get the really fast fills or... Or, you know, the fucking, you know, the super blast with the fucking, you know, it's like some great cymbal work or something where like this fucking, and I'm not saying all of them are like that, but I mean, you'd have those drummers too, like the bread and butter type guys, you know, the meat and potatoes, you know, Paul Mazurkiewicz type, you know, just. Which I never knew was a thing until Rob Payne and whoever else was in that room pointed that out. And then when I thought about it, I was like. What'd they do? They were just like, if you really think about it, he's like, I don't want to say the weakest link, but like he. He's just fast. Yeah, I mean, just he's really good at doing the, yeah. the same thing, but he's, like that's he's all he just does. Fast. And I was just like, he's he's not overly technical. Oh yeah, he's not very technical at all. He's just really fast. He's fast. Yeah, he he is what that band needs. Like, yeah. and he just they just need to be have that fast drummer, and and he can keep really good time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, you know, maybe it wouldn't work if he was doing extra. Yeah, you know what I mean. You also it's, got Alex Webster, and you got well, fucking, yeah. You have a lot of other stuff going on. So it's like whatever. You know, maybe it would work. Maybe it doesn't. But I mean, at the same time, you know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with the drummer that just keeps the time. There's nothing wrong with the you know, just make his drums sound good. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's there's uh, what's the Craig Nunnemacher from fucking Black Label Society. He's not playing anything special, but he's solid as fuck. Like mm-hmm. the fucking Mike Starr. Wait. Uh, Sean Kenny. Sean Kenny. Yeah, yeah. He's one of my favorite drummers. Doesn't do anything exciting. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know he's just mean? solid as hell. It's just his drums sound really cool. Exactly. Like, make yeah. those drums sound cool, and you can do whatever you want. But then yeah. you also have guys like this, where you know, yeah, it's it's fucking great, dude. So, <laughs> what what's your number one? You want to take a guess? Is it the Ills of Modern Man? No. Oh, that, okay, that was cool. that was an honorable mention. <laughs> I'm right with you that all four of those songs. Go, um, oh, yeah, for dude. honorable mention because those are constant. Are you going with Beast or MVP? It, it, it's one of the four songs off of Ills of Modern Man. Oh man, first four so songs. So you're going Furtive Monologue, yes, nice, dude. That's just, yeah. So, so first off, the video was out and about when the album came out for, um, for uh, in the arms of perdition, and you're just like, oh, cool. So I finally get the album, and then I hear Furtive Monologue, and I was just like. Holy shit, dude. So yeah, this is the one obviously it has the fucking super low yep. fucking dun, 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 yep. dun, dun, you know, and he's got the fucking wee 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 and then, but all dude, day. that fucking chow 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 chicken. Yeah. Yep. Like it slides with the fucking stabs, but yeah, like yep. And right off the bat. It's just, yeah, Dissonant you know, City, dude. Just like like those those Real stab, like they've mastered that shit, man. Like Absolutely. it's fucking kick ass, dude. Like, oh yeah, it's it's just uh, it's it sums it up well. Again, weird so video. You, it's cool. What but, song of theirs did you hear first? Uh, I was like off this album. Did you just go in order? No, it was it was um, in the arms of perdition because that was the first single they had out. Oh yeah. Um, but then they had the video for Furtive Monologue late, not too long after that, I think. And again, it's weird, but it's cool. But it's weird. It's weird, like, because the first song of theirs I heard off this album, because this was the first album of theirs I heard, you mm-hmm. obviously, you heard Healing Process first, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The first album, because I downloaded it, and the first one I listened to for some reason, I think it was the first, it was the first one that was done downloading. Okay. And it was Quarantine. Okay. So that Which, was the, that's a great yeah, entry that point. That was the first one I, I listened to. <laughs> this was the second song I listened to. Again, like you cannot go wrong with the first four songs on this yeah, album. Like, no fuck, kidding, man. Dude, like yeah. even if you don't like any of the other songs, the first four songs on this album are totally worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Furtive monologue. Like if I would have had a bunch of honorable mentions, like I said, there's a reason why I said just the first four songs. It's F- fractured I still get hand. Number one, because I was like, oh, dude. I mean, as much as I like MVP, it's kind of just a normal fucking that's where I'm hardcore at song. Yeah. I didn't think it was anything. Really, I mean, maybe that's why it's the number one one because it's the most normal one. Yeah, yeah it's that's one a good of way the more it. normal ones because they have plenty of fucking normal. It's kind of like Beast, I hardcore just... slash deathcore songs like Beast. Yeah. yeah, that's another one. It's yeah. just kind of a normal fucking song. It's it's not. It's Despise Icon doing everybody else's deathcore almost oh, yeah. rather than them doing Despise Icon deathcore. You know what I just noticed on here for the first time about about Ills of Modern Man? There's huh. a fucking saw blade on the cover. There's oh, yeah. actually multiple so saw four blades. Of them, isn't there? Long, yeah, four in the corner, one yeah. in the middle, long before Whitechapel was doing oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I just now noticed that. Anyways, I just wanted to say, also, you know what? I also, did you notice the gas mask too? 
on the sides of the fucking little face oh, in the middle. Yeah, before Those little fucking gas masks and yeah. shit. Like, yeah, dude, that shit's sick as fuck, dude. Like, yeah. I also really liked that this one was the one that had the logo with that fucking like. It's a almost little, like a bullet hole between the despise and the uh, the D yeah. and despise and the I and icon. And then like it kind of evolves. I just realized the logo evolves yeah. more and more each time. Okay, yeah. I dig that. Yeah, because like the one on healing process is like super broken. Yeah, almost like on Earth. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think I've even seen consumed. Yeah, so it consumes the same one. Yeah, you know, and then but that's also the re-released version of consumed. Oh. The the one the old but yeah. One's day slightly of morning different. is like the one. Isn't it like the one on Beast where it has like the points on the. On yeah. the ends of the four, yeah, I can't really tell any points. real the, difference. The pointy, yeah. So Maybe it's pointy. So the one for Eels of Modern Man, that one, or that one is the only one like that. It's not broken at all, mm-hmm. and it just has that like little bullet hole outline thing in between. Like it's, it looks really cool. Like yeah. I gotta say, dude, they they had a lot of great merch back in the day. I mean, they probably oh, still do. They but like, had a yellow shirt. I yeah. bought it. Like, I'll fucking have to. I'll have to fucking post it on on our fucking Instagram. But they like, had that sick one that where it was like the stuff coming out of the collar of the shirt. Like, they had a lot. Of, I have somewhere. I have a really sweet pair of basketball shorts. There, you know, they were all about the uh, the basketball jerseys too. Remember all the the deathcore bands. And just core bands in general had all their uh, had all their basketball jerseys and whatnot, and despised being despised, they definitely probably had those and the hats and like dude, they they went all out, dude. I remember what I was gonna say now. Interesting, you know, them with the lyrics and whatnot. Uh, they mostly talked about relationship stuff, at least up until. Really? Baby Beast. Yeah, I don't, I don't really... think I've ever looked at lyrics. The only reason, <laughs> well, so, I I haven't for the most part either until because like Rob from Metal Injection. Probably on Ills of Modern Man kind of goaded Alex into uh, talking about the lyrics. Apparently, he told him beforehand he didn't want to. <laughs> He's just all, I know you're doing this because I said I didn't want to, but yeah, it's about relationships and stuff. So, just interesting to think about that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and they're obviously good wordsmiths, again, for second language. Good on them. Yeah, never would have guessed that just because, like, well, I mean, that's, I always thought it was interesting, too, because they're not, like, you could tell just from the song names. It's not like they're gory. They're not satanic. They're exactly, not yeah. normal deathcore. But they're also not just like names of Tom Cruise movies or yeah, that you, whole you era, know, just yeah. fucking random ass shit. Because, like, I mean, I, I, I used to do that quite a bit was like just, you know, I mean, I have a song called Tacos and Pinball. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with tacos or pinball. I like it. Yeah, I, check I this still, out. Yeah. Check that out. Very it's nice. like a yellow shirt with like a fucking puss head style fucking yeah. artwork. I guess I never saw that one. That's cool. Oh, dude, it's sick. That's it was like one of my favorites. Of that era. They were talking oh, about yeah. that on some podcast the other day, talking about Whitechapel merch when they first sprung on the scene to now and just like how different the whole aesthetic is. Not neon. There was neon, though, especially oh, yeah, in lots Deathcore, of neon, like lots just, of really bright colors yeah this stuff was a lot more colorful i mean red card dude had some I of mean, the uh, gnarliest yeah, obviously merch. you have you know everything's got this black shirt or whatever so they they had the colorful logos and colorful artwork but then like they were the first one I, I said like do we when we went to that fucking show down in provo i mean or not provo is uh down in logan utah <clears throat> I, i'm serious man like as soon as i saw that yellow shirt i'm like that's mine you know what I mean? It's like it was meant to be. When, when I fucking see a band that actually has different colored fucking shirt, I mean, even if it's just fucking white, yeah. I'm like, yep, that's the one I'm getting. Because oh, like, yeah. I, I, I get sick of wearing black shirts all the time. Yeah. So here's the thing. Like, revisiting fucking Despised Icon right now, one thing I really fucking loved about it was the fact that, like, the complexity to it, it tur- it, like, it didn't turn me off, but, I mean, it, it threw me off when I first was listening to him. And, and it's like that thing where I said, like, you know, you listen to, like, the second Limp Bizkit album, and you're like, wow, I mean, it sounds a lot better than the first one. But, but there's something missing. The, like, the style, the sound sounds really good, but the substance yeah. isn't there, right? So yeah. it's like, it catches your ear real quick, but it doesn't last very long. Yeah. Right? So that's one thing with death metal. Like, I think it's like a lot of people don't get it right off the bat. And so they kind of throw it away where I don't may not get it right off the bat. I just put it on a back burner somewhere and I'll still listen to it or whatever. But then it's like, you know, a year or two later, years later, five years later, eight years, you know, like now you listen to it and you all of a sudden have this appreciation for the complexity. And it's almost like it's, it's not that you didn't get it. It's not that you didn't give it time. It's you. It, it takes a minute. Like you're. 
I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I, I'm totally with you. You are discovering something. Yeah, and exactly. It, it means so much more to me when 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 you have to discover. It's not work. Mm-hmm. It's not like you have to work to enjoy it. It's just you have to. You know, you have to walk through the trail and you have to climb the little fucking hill and you got to fucking traverse the river. You know, where if it was just a nice, easy path to the place, you wouldn't probably enjoy the destination as much. You know what I mean? Where it's like if you have to discover the destination, you find that it's not just the destination's awesome. The Dare I say, super cliche, the journey is fucking the that's good That's the part. word I was going to use. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's the fucking awesome part of it, the discovery of it. Like It's rewarding. It is massively rewarding, dude. Like some of my favorite fucking shit, like I didn't like it when I first heard it. Or, or I didn't listen to it as much. Like I didn't love it when I first heard it. Yeah. I liked it. It was fine. You know, and some stuff I downright hated. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, fuck this shit. Like, yeah. You know, as it goes on, you all of a sudden realize, like, no, man, you just hated it at that point. You know what I mean? Because it didn't have the super, like, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, I, I because pop music is like that. It's real easy to get yeah. right off the bat. Like, you know, sometimes I like that, too. But it didn't have that. So it's like, oh, well, you know, it's it, this has got to wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this has got to, like, it's, it's a slow burn, maybe. I don't know. Like... But yeah, that's kind of what it was like. I don't. That was a really long-winded way. Of oh, saying no, no, I'm something. with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just. I was also looking over um, the most recent set list I could find for Despised from last year, uh, just seeing what it's like now. Uh, a lot of the same stuff. They don't play Sunset anymore, which is a bummer. But they still have Bulletproof Scales. Awesome. I guess they know where that bread and butter's at. So, <laughs> dude. And I mean, right before that is in the arms of perdition, which is what they played last when I saw them last. Nice. Yeah, last I saw them, they they opened with furtive monologue and they ended with within the arms of perdition. That was fantastic. So yeah, despised icon, one of a kind, awesome band. Can't wait to see them when they come back. Can't wait for new music. Check out Obey the Brave also, and I know some of those other guys are involved with other stuff. Um, Heaven's Cry, Eric is in, or maybe he's not in it anymore, I don't know. But they're awesome. Check them out. Support them. Thanks for joining us. Let us know what your favorite Despised Icon songs are. Rate and review, then, like, and subscribe. Yeah, hit us up on all the socials. Thanks for joining us, folks. Eat your veggies and fuck your prayers. What he said. See you soon. <laughs>